Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All pictures of Spider-Man, but hey, up oh, just a second, uh, just a quick uh, little uh, news item has been passed across my desk. Holy Toledo! Holy Mickey! Wowie wee wah! The Disney Plus news has just crossed the desk, and so uh, I'm Josh Wiggler. I'm joined here by uh, Kevin Mahadeo, and Kevin, I think we gotta just like take a moment to, to stop this uh, this amazing Spider-Man thing that we've been doing here to just like take stock of uh what the what the hell just happened to the marvel cinematic universe deadline podcasting room news breaks across the media empire from disney (laughs) oh my god multiple Uh, multiple characters appearing in films new films and products uh disney plus getting new series you're (laughs) incorrigible kevin mahadeo uh as as we are, we are, we are here. It's another week of everything. A super podcast is a little bit late this week. Uh, we've been pretty good with our, with hitting our Thursday marks over the last little while. Um, the game plan was because I don't know if you've noticed, but there's been like a lot of talk about the Spider-Man movie, the Marvel <laughs> Cinematic Universe third Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. And so Kevin and I got on the line on Tuesday night and I was very exhausted for a lot of reasons. But I said to Kevin, like, I feel like there's this Disney plus, uh, there's the Disney investors call. There's going to be a lot of Marvel news. I think there might be some specific Spider-Man news. So maybe we should just like hold our breaths, take a beat. We'll do the podcast a little bit late. We'll incorporate some of that into our conversation about the amazing Spider-Man because we're up to the amazing Spider-Man uh, in our Spider-Man rewatch. And then uh, the very next day, there's all this stuff about like, uh, is this Daredevil here? Is there is this there's Daredevil coming? And we're like, oh God, I'm glad we waited. And then Thursday, and we're now an hour removed from Kevin Feige just blowing the lid off of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, announcing a ton of projects, clarifying some of the pro- projects that we already knew about. Um, not to mention all of, like the crazy Star Wars and Pixar news and everything like that. So I I think Kevin, because uh, just to 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 tease it. I think you and I are pretty low on the Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, to 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 say the least. Um, I'm I'm not high, that's for sure. <laughs> you know, I think I'm pretty low on the Amazing Spider-Man. Obviously, super high on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Obviously, uh, Amazing Spider-Man is more relevant than perhaps we expected, as all of these Spider-Man movies are. And I think it's it's really fascinating, Kevin, that we've like found ourselves here in this moment taking stock of like Spider-Man cinematic history in this moment where it seems like Spider-Man cinematic history is going to matter very much to the Marvel Cinematic Universe's third Spider-Man. So uh, call it lightning in a bottle, if you will. We can do that next week when we talk about not just the Amazing Spider-Man, but we'll talk about Amazing spider-man 2 next week as well we'll get all of the amazing spider-man takes down on one podcast this is an emergency session of everything is super because we've just gotten our biggest marvel cinematic universe update in a really long time and we are hot off the presses with this stuff as we're processing it ourselves a lot to talk about kevin yeah no there's a ton and and it's so wild because there's 
there's like there's there's all the stuff you talked like there's the tv series there's the the cinematic universe itself but that's that's the kicker i think this is the big kicker right like we always suspected the case was going to be that we've seen parts of the mcu bleeding into disney plus but there hadn't been any obvious indications of disney plus necessarily bleeding into the mcu and that has all changed in this presentation i think the biggest uh one that confirms that is uh, Miss Marvel, um, after being in her own television series, is going to appear in the next Captain Marvel movie, uh, Captain Marvel Two. So it's it's very much like this is this is a massive cinematic thing that they're building, um, and clearly uh, another universe uh, in a galaxy far, far away is taking some cues and doing their own sort of stuff as well. So there there really is a lot. Um, that said, uh, as much as there's been an update into the slate of the MCU, I will say. I, I hope that we get the MCU at, at some point. Um, they I guess Marvel is still pushing back a lot of dates. They're still hoping for theaters. Um, the other news that came out is, of course, you know, Black Widow now coming out in May. Um, so and I think we've known that for a minute, um, but I think maybe we were expecting, uh, certainly with like the HBO Max news that has happened, where all of the Warner Brothers, uh, the Warner Brothers slate is going to HBO Max in 2021, uh, that maybe Disney was following suit with that with the Marvel movies. Right now, that does not seem to be the case. Disney remains optimistic that we will be in theaters in May 2021. I'm glad somebody's that optimistic. <laughs> It's sure. not you and me on I mean, this podcast, I don't there, think, but, you know. There's optimism, once, but there's also another word, which is called denial. But, like, we, we can see which one Let's live in the fantasy out. land. Um, let's live I'm, in the fantasy land for a minute, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for, for, for a lot of these announcements, and I'm, I'm really pumped to, to experience them, especially for the MCU movies. But the Disney Plus stuff also, you know, the series are, are, are huge, and, and there's a lot in there. There's so much happening it's it's hard to even consider where to begin. Like, do we do we begin with Spider Man since that's that's sort of like where we are here? Like, in the order of breaking events, technically Spider Man came first. Well, so so like it's been a really wild week. Uh, you know, I, I don't always love like dating the podcast. I think it's nice to keep things evergreen, but I think for the sake of this podcast, it's worth dating ourselves. So we're recording this. Uh, it is currently eight fifty six p.m. On the East Coast, 5.56 p.m. for Kevin Mahadeo on December 10th, 2020. And we are existing within a week where Spider-Man 3 was trending on Twitter. And I thought at first it was like, oh, sweet, they listened to the podcast. You know, everyone... <laughs> yep, that's why. That's why that happened, Josh. You Everyone know, like, knows we got that, now. Kevin, we got that strunk bump. Yeah. You know, like we we got Professor Strunk on the pod, and everyone was like, "Yo, uh, gotta check out everything the soups." Uh, but no, it was because all of this insane uh, cuckoo bananas news was happening surrounding the third Marvel Cinematic Universe Spider-Man starring Tom Holland, directed by John Watts, who's a name that we will uh, re-examine in just a a little bit here on this podcast. Um, uh, You know, you expect most of the standard people are coming back for Spider-Man 3, which is currently in production, Um, but there's also been all these, like, wacky rumors around it as well, where Benedict Cumberbatch is reprising his role as Doctor Strange in Spider-Man 3. Um, There's the word on the street that Jamie Foxx was going to be reprising his role from Amazing Spider-Man 2 Electro, uh, which we'll talk about next week as we talk about the entire amazing duology. I think this is a happy accident, by the way, Kevin. I mean, for uh, some just, of us, I guess. <laughs> uh, for, for, for me, it's a very happy accident. Um, so there's there's that. But then, and we talked about it not terribly long ago, I think as recently as last week, that now news started flying around or rumors were co- going around um, that Alfred Molina, 
who I al- Alfred maligned uh, in in my conversation about him as Doctor Octopus as Doc Ock would be coming into into the third Spider Man. Um, now my my home base, the Hollywood Reporter, uh, reported that news out earlier this week. Uh, I certainly trust my employer, uh, so I buy that. I think if they're if they're confident enough to report that, that seems like that's a, that's a thing that is happening. There are other rumors that started flying around. Um, and this was around Tuesday, I think, when you and I were slated to talk Amazing Spider-Man, that we not only are Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield supposedly both going to be on board for this third Spider-Man, they are also going to be joined by Kirsten Dunst and Emma Stone. Uh, so Mary Jane and Gwen Stacy uh, joining the party potentially. And so this is this is now Tuesday. This is December 8th. 2020. And Kevin and I at around 9 p.m. Eastern, you know, not 48 hours ago as of this recording, got on the line like things are crazy. The Disney thing's coming this week. I think let's take a let's take a beat and see what 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 else is going to shake out. Lo and behold, the next morning, Kevin, the next day, the rumor starts flying around that Charlie Cox, who played Matt Murdock on Daredevil, the Netflix show, Kevin, the very first thing you and I ever podcasted about together. Oh my God, that's uh, wild to think about. Would be in Spider-Man 3. And uh, this this became like the bridge too far for some people. And Twitter had a great day. This was Wednesday, December 9th. Spider-Man 3 is trending. Charlie Cox is trending. And now you're getting all sorts of memes of uh, uh, breaking news Tom Hanks and Tim Allen will be playing Woody and Buzz Lightyear in Spider-Man 3. Breaking news, the entire cast of Lost returning for Spider-Man 3. Boo, people have people have people <laughs> having people having a lot of fun uh joking around about all of this. Uh and uh maybe not taking the Charlie Cox thing too seriously. It remains unconfirmed. It, it we don't know. All of this remains unconfirmed. There's the, there was the Disney investors call that happened this week where a lot of news came out. Spider-Man 3, not a lot of news that came out other than this. There was uh, official confirmation from Marvel mastermind Kevin Feige that WandaVision would not only be setting up Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, but it's also going to connect to this third Spider-Man movie that is uh as much confirmation as i need to know that the multiverse shenanigans are absolutely happening in the third spider-man movie so that's a lot of information to begin with before we even get into the officially confirmed stuff kevin but we are talking about spider-man presently on the podcast anyway so let's start there kevin your thoughts um, there, oh, I don't, you know, it's so, oh, it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's so much and we're, we're essentially being set up to get like a live action Spider-Verse. I saw Spider-Verse do really well. So why not make Spider-Verse happen here? I think, I think if it was anything but the MCU, I think if it wasn't the same people behind us, if it wasn't John Watts directing, if it wasn't Kevin Feige masterminding, I would probably be more nervous than I am as much as like we talked. We, I mean, we talked about Toby. We haven't talked about Andrew Garfield, but you know, spoiler alert, not the biggest fan of um, the portrayal of the character in amazing Spider-Man, nothing on Andrew Garfield. I think he probably could have done a really, really great job if they actually wrote Spider-Man and Peter Parker, but they didn't. Um, so at the same point though, you put 
the right script and I think the right people to direct those two, you could have two really interesting and cool Spider-Man, the types that maybe they never got the chance to really embody um, in their previous incarnations. They some interesting contrasts to the Tom Holland Spidey. I feel like there's a lot of good that can come from that. I think the example that, that comes to my mind, and this is a weird one, but Green Lantern, not a good movie. No, nobody likes Green Lantern. It's a bad movie. And it's unfortunate because I always thought when they said Ryan Reynolds was cast in the role, I thought he would be pretty good as Hal Jordan. But they didn't write Hal Jordan in that role. They, they just wrote to be funny Ryan Reynolds, and the movie didn't work. But there was a Green Lantern video game that came out at the same time, based in the movie, based in that world. And Ryan Reynolds voiced Hal Jordan in the video game. And he was great. Because in the video game, they wrote Hal Jordan. And I think that's a good example of what can happen here. I think the people doing this movie are going to write these characters interestingly. And I do have faith in Andrew Garfield as an actor. I have faith in Tobey Maguire as an actor to be able to to pull off something cool. And, and to have these Spider-Mens, these Spider-Mens, the Spider-Mens. Spider-Men. Sp- Spider-Men. Yeah, that, this one should be easy. It's Spider-Men. The Spider-Men uh, portrayed uh, really interestingly and dynamically. Um so, it, bizarrely, I'm not as concerned about that. I'm a little more concerned, I would say, about the Alfred Molina part uh, and, and, and uh, the Electro part. Uh, those parts get a little bit of wonky to me, so we'll see how that plays out. But, like, bizarrely, I'm kind of excited to see these characters portrayed. I would really love it if um, the moment upon meeting the Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone Gwen Stacy, Kirsten Dunst, uh, Mary Jane Watson, gets really mad at Peter... Because in the alternate reality, he's with Gwen Stacy. And after we saw what happened in Spider-Man 3, where he smooched her for a paparazzi moment, uh, that didn't work out for the relationship. So that would be a funny little Easter egg. Uh, I'm, I'm kidding. Don't 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 freaking do that. That'd be awful. I'd be really pissed. Uh, so I don't know, man. I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of excited. I'm kind of interested to see what they do. I, you know, like. I know hopeful optimism isn't my bag, but here we are. It's really not. This is weird. It feels weird. It feels weird. It feels weird. <laughs> it feels weird. Are it you feels not? Strange. Are you? Oh my god! Are you Kevin? We are in the multiverse of madness. We're in the multiverse of madness. No, uh, I'm pretty hyped. Uh, I got to be honest. I'm pretty psyched about just about everything right now that's happening here. Um, I and yeah. I, so the spoiler is that like uh, I watched Amazing Spider-Man this week in preparation for the podcast, and it just like put me to sleep. Uh, you know, tranquilizer dart, and I was out in a minute. Uh, really, really did not enjoy myself. Uh, but I also have to have to say, and I said this while I was watching it in the Discord, Kevin, um, that uh, the way that I said that you went into Spider-Man three wanting to not like it, you were looking for an excuse. I felt I, I have to own up. I absolutely felt that with Amazing Spider-Man. I walked into Amazing Spider-Man. I was like, I'm 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 ready to dislike this movie. Uh, so I did not give it a fair shake. I absolutely did not give it a fair shake. That's that's on me, but it's also on the film. Um, but I, I like Andrew Garfield as an actor. I love Emma Stone, uh, and so I'm I'm on board. What what I'm mostly on board with is this idea of. Um, 
you know, there, there's a lot of talk about like, this is a lot. I'm starting to hate this. I think that this is too much. So first of all, it is nothing short of miraculous that we have, um, uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe Spider-Man to begin with. Um, like every moment that we've gotten with him shouldn't have happened considering, uh, legal reasons and Sony owning the movie rights to the character. Like this, none of this just should have been possible to begin with. So there's, and especially because like this almost completely crapped out, right? There was a, there was a time not long ago. A year ago, year and a half ago, uh, where we thought that uh, the deal was done and that uh, Tom Holland would not be returning to the MCU and the deal had fallen apart. Um, so any extra time we get with the character is great. But it's it is worth noting that, you know, if if like Avengers Endgame was the payoff of the great Marvel Cinematic Universe experiment, there is this other thing that has been happening. And it is something that we're doing on the podcast is we are talking about the proliferation of the of the big budget blockbuster superhero movie that you have to at least give a lion's share of credit to to spider-man for um to the sam raimi films i think you can chop some of that up and and give some to blade i think you could give some to x-men uh and some to nolan's batman um but i think spider-man certainly earns a lot of that credit uh and i think that there is uh an opportunity here while Marvel seems to clearly be very interested in the idea of the multiverse as a huge through line for what it's planning for the fourth phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, as we'll get to in a little while here, um, to play with that concept and play not only with the history of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but to play with the history of Spider-Man as a huge piece of modern cinematic iconography uh, and have some fun with that. And to, to, you know, maybe that there's a universe where this is like trying to set Sony up so that they can like continue doing Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies if they want to bring that back uh you know some some base setting some level setting there that allows the mcu to continue having tom holland there's i i have been of the mind that there's no reason why there couldn't be a few different spider-man movies if they want to keep making toby movies that's fine and we can keep tom tom holland can can still stick around in the mcu i think there's no there's no reason why that's not possible uh it's in the same vein that i think it's insane that they uh wouldn't do a batman show because like well batman's for movies it's like you guys figure figure your shit out don't you are me, just don't waste. get me started how, man. Don't get how me have started. you not done an hbo batman series yet you idiots like it that's that is free money that you're leaving on the table we're not smart enough to understand that there's there's movie Batman and there's HBO Batman. Give us a fucking break, <laughs> you know? Like, come on. Uh, so, like, I, I'm, I'm on board with, uh, with, with Spider-Man going into that territory. Uh, I'm, I'm on, I'm on board with that in theory. I think one of the things that I really love about this, and I know that this is the one where it's like, all right, too far. We're going nuts here. Is this idea of potentially Charlie Cox as Daredevil and now opening up the Netflix can of worms of like, wait, Netflix characters are popping up in this now, too? Like, how is that possible? And one thing that I've been thinking about, Kevin, and who knows what their plan is and whether or not any of this is true, whether or not we're even going to get a Daredevil in Spider-Man 3. For one thing, Daredevil, as we've talked about and as you very compellingly convinced me several weeks ago, like Spider-Man is your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man that interacts with a lot of different characters in the Marvel Universe. And Daredevil's a big piece of that. So the idea of having Spider-Man and Daredevil hanging out is 
awesome. And I want to see that. And Charlie Cox was awesome as Matt Murdock and as Daredevil. And he brings, a, he brings hours and hours and hours of history, right? Like he brings nearly 40 hours of history, um, of established work as this character to the table. Um, but if they're, if Marvel's already dealing in multiverse stuff and if they're already dealing in like, well, we're setting up some multiverse stuff that maybe is going to make Sony happy if that's the direction that they're going. Why not just like wave a, 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 a magic middle finger at Marvel TV, which is a separate division that they did not really play well with. Marvel Studios and Marvel TV did not see eye to eye. Now officially canonized that the Netflix stuff was its own separate universe, but you can still keep Charlie Cox and have him be the daredevil of the proper Marvel Cinematic Universe. And then you could bring Vincent D'Onofrio in as Kingpin, and you could bring Mike Coulter back as Luke Cage and Kristen Ritter as Jessica Jones and Finn jo- Ah, forget that one. But you know, there's a there's a lot that you could do. Uh, so I love it. I think it's great. I'm 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 all for it. I'm happy about it. I think it's fun, and I think Avengers Endgame and Captain America Civil War and Infinity War have shown that uh, the powers that be at Marvel Studios know how to make movies that are emotionally tight. Uh, and uh, are very character based and, and character centric with big sprawling casts of, of veritable who's who's um, that I, I see no reason why Spider-Man 3 can't pull that off as well. And I would also posit the argument that it is it is earned and it is built on a mountain of backlog content uh, over the past two decades of cinema. Yeah, and look, I, I think there's a couple of important points who I want to po- make make here, right? Like, let's let, let's start with the Charlie Chuck Cox of it all. Like, I'd be excited for that. I don't think this this is a uh, has to be another universe. You know, when when the Netflix show started, it was it was established that this was the same universe in which the MCU was taking place, and for reasons. This uh, way, you could just do Bullseye a little bit better. Maybe you could do Bullseye wasn't do, bad in season three. They were setting him up. Forget, to be, you, you could know? forget. You could forget Iron Fist. You could do a totally different Iron Fist this way. I mean, they could certainly write Iron Fist differently. And I think again, that's the key. And again, like you don't have to separate out that the Netflix stuff was another universe. You can bring this character in, and it's fine. And he's just yeah. is Daredevil. Um, and I think that that segues into what I was going to say here about also the multiple Spider-Men. Um, this there is precedent. There is precedent for everything happening, albeit on a smaller scale. But a different comic book company did it first. Did it decently okay? It had the, the, this universe has its faults, but the DC TV stuff did all this. They did this. Um, yeah. The idea of Charlie Cox coming from a canceled show, reprising a character in a different show, um, yes. is is Constantine. They did this right. in Legends of Tomorrow. They did this. Um, yes. Matt Ryan played John Constantine in the in the sadly short lived TV series. Uh, I was canceled, but he was so good in that role that they brought him back as a guest appearance and then became a regular. Um, and and just it is it was what it was and it was fine everyone was okay and on board with it so I think there's precedent there for that and we're talking about how you know Doc Ock is going to be in here and Electro is going to be in here and and um, Garfield Spider Man and McGuire Spider Man and and Kirsten Dunst MJ and Gwen Stacy by Emma Stone we don't know how much these characters are going to be in this movie. Speaking again of yes, precedent, correct. when DC did this, they did Crisis on Infinite Earth, which was a multiverse crossover. 
There's a lot they, of like pop-ins, right? There was a lot of pop-ins. Like they talked about Batman 66 and you had And I'm not um, talking about Yandu. No, no. Not, that's a different kind Mary of pop-ins. Poppins, y'all. Yeah. Um, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Uh that's a different show that we can get to when we get to the announcements of the bigger MC uh the Disney Plus Marvel stuff. But um you had stuff from the Batman 66 universe was there briefly. The Batman 89 universe was there and like literal short short cameos. You had spoiler alert if you haven't seen this, but it's been 2 years at this point, I think. Um you had a moment that was insane where Grant Gustin met Ezra Miller Flash. Right. Wild. But it was for a second and it was fine. And it was a it was a moment. You got to see Smallville. And I think that is how we can almost do it here. Now, I had my problems with the Smallville cameo, but that's for fan reasons. Um, where they just visited and they saw retired Superman and Lois. And I think you can have a similar thing here. If you have Tom Holland bursting through the multiverse, you can have this small segment. The Alfred Molina Doc Ock is in there because Tobey Maguire is battling him as Spider-Man. It doesn't mean he's a main villain, you know, for a long time. I think there's ways you can do this where it's small cameos, it's bits and pieces, it's this bigger story they're telling, and it doesn't feel overloaded. I think people are getting maybe a little bit worked up because they think it's going to be a giant ensemble piece. And again, if it is that, I have actually faith in the people who've been doing that this. That they can figure that, that out. they can figure it out. But it doesn't mean that's what it is. It, it could just be these small cameo pieces, which would be cool to see, which would be the moments that are going to be like, oh, snap, check it out. Revisiting a world and seeing it in a new context written by people who I think can, can do this really, really well um, does have me pumped. You know, uh, it's so weird. It, it, I'm, I'm bizarrely even getting more excited about the Spider-Man 3 stuff, despite how overloaded it seems. I'm a little more nervous about Doctor Strange, honestly, which is a weird thing. Um but my ner- my nervousness is transferred to I'm nervous about Doctor Strange, bizarrely because of also Sam Raimi. But like, th- it's so odd how that's panned out for me, I think. Yeah, um, I think that these are all good points. We have no idea what this thing is going to be. Uh, we literally just have absolutely no clue where this is going to go. Until 2030 um, when the pandemic is over and then we can go to a theater again. Well, who, you know, and, and also like who knows, uh, you know, where... Um, you know, are, are things going to get pushed or whatever? But like, it's we've got a lot of Marvel to chew on before we even get here. Um, allegedly, in 2021, uh, Spider-Man three will be. Let's let's let me do some quick math. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It'll be the tenth Marvel Cinematic Universe project released in 2021. That the tenth and final. That can't be right. It is correct. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> here is the 2021 slate. You ready? No, but let's do this. Uh, January 15th, 2021, WandaVision drops on Disney+. Plus. Everything is super, shall be covering. And we are excited um, about that. We talked about that previously. Very pumped about WandaVision. Very pumped. Um, um, yeah. Through the, a new trailer, it looks great. It looks like it's going to be kicking off this snowball of, I think, a really big multiverse undercurrent that's going to be happening at least short term, if not long term, uh, in, in the MCU. Um, March 19th, 2021, we have a premiere date. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We have more than a premiere date. We are date. very we excited trailer. about that. We had a trailer. We got a, a significant trailer for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, with a with a brand new Captain America looking suit for Falcon, no shield yet. Thinks uh, feels like they're saving that for a big moment. I'm cool with that. It's got a March nineteenth. He, he earns the shield, right? But you know what the most important part about that trailer was, though, Josh? 
What's that? Bucky's haircut. He looks like a oh, normal yeah, he, yeah, human yeah. with normal hair. It's probably the best he thing ditched, to come out of that trailer. He ditched the Farquaad. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier coming March 19th, 2021. Everything is super. We'll be covering weekly. Uh, six episodes. Allegedly, on May 5th, 2021, Black Widow will be in theaters. A year after it was supposed to be there. Can we'll we, see. Can we, can we pause for a moment here? Well, I wanna, yeah, I just want to. I just, I just want to. I want to dwell on this Black Widow thing, and 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 especially why like the pushing of the slate is super duper weird to me. Remember way back when it seems like eternity now, now Josh, that we talked about Ant Man and the Wasp, yeah, and yes. and Ant Man, and I remember when it first came out, we talked about it during our podcast. How how do we do this movie? Yes, that takes place between such a significant moment. Why do we care? Yes about yes. this yes and i am it is unfortunate that marvel's second female-led movie has this situation but at this point how are we supposed to care about well, this black widow movie at this point pushed back so much with so much other things happening knowing that this character died in the end game knowing well how much well, of an impact is it gonna have there's just the, as a as a viewer and as a person who loves the MCU and likes the sure. character of Black Widow, it's almost mind boggling to 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 have this be the still the kickoff to the next phase in terms of the in terms of the movies. But I think what we're what we're very clearly seeing and the big takeaway from the Disney Plus presentations uh, and especially the Marvel offerings is that they are viewing these series as integral to the to the cinematic universes the films uh and so it's not that black widow is the kickoff anymore now it's wandavision you know but that Um, also still places it in a non-essential area because by virtue of what we've been experiencing this movie would have come out if they had still kept the schedule wandavision was still coming out at some point end of this year beginning of next year black widow would have been out back in january march right so it still places this movie in such a such an odd spot and such weird thing that they're that they're still doing here with this um so a couple of things uh one is that florence Pugh, who's playing yelena who is a black widow from the comic Mm -hmm. i think is being set up to be the mcu's new black widow uh and I, i it feels it feels likely to me that that'll be a huge takeaway from the movie and let's put a pin in that because we'll we'll talk about that when we when we get to a different show that's coming out in 2021. Uh, the other thing I'll say is let's let's tie this in. So allegedly May 5th, 2021, Black Widow comes out. May 2021, without a date yet, but May 2021, Loki the TV show is coming to Disney Plus. We will be covering weekly. We, we will be covering Loki weekly on Everything is Super. Uh, what a weird one that looks like. Not and the trailer is crazy. Did not expect, like, I don't know what I expected from that, that show. I still don't know what I'm expecting from that show, but I'm here for it. Like, yes. So weird. Like, Owen Wilson. <laughs> yes. Owen Wilson looks absolutely incredible. I have no idea who he's playing. What is the TWA? This is uh this is like a time uh like a time alliance thing. I'm assuming uh, G- that there has to be something like that cuz it definitely looks like he's going to be time hopping. It also 
seems that this is again playing into the weird timelines multiverse thing. The right? Time Variance Authority is a multiverse, uh, a group of timeline monitors in uh, in Marvel Comics lore. Uh, so TVA, and you see that logo in Loki. So once again, once again, we're dealing with multiverse stuff, right? And we're dealing with a multiverse Loki already. This is not our Loki. Um, we don't know how he connects to to the to the MCU that we ourselves have been following, except if like sort of this greater point that this phase is going to be making is like there are you know just because that was our main universe doesn't mean that these other universes aren't going to matter too uh like you know kind of like grooming us to like open your hearts you know have big love for for a very big universe um but loki being like a time travel thriller is what it looks like um that it looks it's uh i, I forget the talent that's attached but they're describing it uh as like uh as like a like a like basically like uh, like a spy, a crime, uh, I think a crime mystery thriller is where they were yes. going with it, which is fascinating, fascinating. <laughs> and so you see a lot in in that trailer, which they have a full freaking trailer for. So they're ready to go on Loki, which is very exciting. Um, and in in watching it again before we came on here, there is like a quick moment to tie this to Black Widow, where there appears to be a woman who is sitting in like a big, like kind of like purplish planetish type place mm-hmm. with with her back to us, with the hair of uh, Black Widow from the Avengers. Uh, it seems like it's that it's that Avengers era Scarlett Johansson Black Widow aesthetic. Um, we wondered about this once upon a time talking through Endgame, the the couple of times that we've talked about Endgame, is there a world in which even Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow somehow comes back um, thanks to all of these multiversal shenanigans? And could there be a secret thing going on with Loki where that's going to be a mechanism by which Black Widow comes back? The timing of, uh, of Loki and Black Widow basically allegedly the plan is that they're arriving around the same time black widow comes in theaters a couple weeks before loki let's say um is there a world in which that is very deliberate uh is there a world in which black widow is going to be reintroduced via the loki series i mean i think that's a pivot it has to be a pivot of a certain uh, of a certain point because again um, yes, the timing here is interesting, but it would have been like a year difference exactly. before as we, opposed to like a couple weeks. Exactly. We have to still acknowledge the fact that by by the logic of their planning, Black Widow would have come and gone by this point. So, I mean, yeah. sure. I don't know how I'd feel about um, them just bringing back Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow, and she's like fine now. But I don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, Loki looks awesome. Loki, Loki looks super fun. It looks great. It looks real there's good. The, there's like the Loki buttons, right? Like the vote for Loki yep. buttons that they've got at the end of it. Uh, a really fun line of like, uh, I guess Loki uh, is DB Cooper <laughs> as he jumps yeah. out of a plane with a bag of money and then gets sucked away to uh, Rainbow Bridge. Asgard, I guess like he, he like, calls he lot. calls out Thor and Heimdall. There, mm-hmm. are we going to see those guys? Like, what is this going to look like? Yeah, I mean, it's, again, like, there's a lot of potential for a lot of really cool fun on that one, Um, and a lot of this stuff is playing with the multiverse chicanery, and I'm I'm really pumped about that. So, that's really compelling. Very, very interesting right there. Uh, We will be covering weekly. That's a, a thing that I will continue to say. In the summer of 2021, it is undated, but the summer of 2021, we will be getting What If?, uh, which is the Marvel Cinematic Universe animated series. It takes place 
dealing with what if scenarios of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which now, Kevin, I think we could comfortably say like, this is all canon stuff, right? Like, I think that this is, well, not yet. I'm, I'm sorry. Let the, the cart before the horse. We have to see how some, we're getting excited. Uh, I'm getting excited. You know, the, we, we have to see how the multiverse stuff is being addressed, but like, you can theoretically draw those lines. Like, you can imagine those lines of multiverse being canonized within the MCU. Uh, and if that's the case, all of these different things that we're seeing, whether it's Captain Carter, Peggy Carter having the super soldier serum. I was so uh, pumped for when I when that anim like her flipping the t- I was losing my mind. I'm just like I want exact this, I need shots this. of like of her showing up with the shield the same way that like uh Steve with the shield and first Avenger and the gun and the howling commandos like it's just like note perfect stuff to this idea that it's it's Black Panther who gets uh taken by Yondu. It's it sounded like Chadwick Boseman's voice. It's quite possible. Um, I mean, when this would have been made and filmed, it's quite possible that that you know that that uh, he was able to do the voice work on this before, um, which would be emotional to say the least. Um, to say experience. the least. Um, so that's on the board. Uh, we will be covering weekly. Well, there's also uh, Marvel's What If interesting there because there is a segment in that trailer where it was like some. I mean, it looks like they're also doing Marvel zombies because sure. Um, yeah, <laughs> but there's a segment yeah. there where a Doctor Strange was fighting another Doctor Strange, and part of me does did wonder: Is this a tie-in to yes. the Multiverse of Madness? Was yes. that our Doctor Strange that right. was fighting the the like kind of off-color one um, that like was in a more muted blue tone? Um, so there, there's there's stuff there, and it, it got, I mean, my my love of the multiverse is no secret. So I was already pumped for What If, but the idea that it ties even into the grander scale of things, that there's a possibility of it becoming an even bigger thing. It's, I mean, a time variance authority could play right into that. There's so much there that that uh, that aligns. That's really exciting, really cool. All right. So, what if Kevin is uh, project number five of 2021 <laughs> at this point? <laughs> Halfway <Okay>? there. <laughs> uh, living on a prayer. Uh, July 9th, 2021, in theaters, allegedly. Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, doesn't seem like there was a ton of news about that, uh, other than just like sort of like reaffirming that that's coming. Uh, and we're pumped for it. You yes. know, I'm, I'm very curious to see what that all looks like. Um, late 2021 and they had footage here. They're, they're in production. Ms. Marvel mm-hmm. is happening. Kamala Khan is real. She's a character and they've, they've filmed stuff. Uh, and I, you know, we're hot off the presses here. I wish I had all of the, the various talents in their names in front of me, but like they've got a team, they've got cast, they are filming stuff. I think I saw Henry from The Walking Dead, the, the kid that, uh, Rob Sesternino hates so much. I'm pretty sure they have him here as one of her friends. Uh, and that's fun. That's great. But that's coming out 2021, late 2021. We'll be covering weekly on Everything is Super. Uh, that's Project 6. Project 7, also coming late 2021. This year. Next year. I want it to be this year. <laughs> Next year. Late 2021. Undated. In production. Shooting in my uh, backyard right now, effectively. Hawkeye uh, with Haley Steinfeld. Uh, and a whole bunch of other cast has been announced. That Vera Formiga is going to be in it. Yeah. Um, Which is awesome. She's great. 
uh, just a, a, like a Tony Dalton from Better Call Saul is allegedly going to be in it. There was some casting news that came out. And to tie this back to, to Black Widow, Florence Pugh is allegedly going to be in this, uh, is allegedly going to be a piece of Hawkeye. Uh, I don't believe that that was confirmed by Disney during the presentation, um, but that news has been reported. Um, so you wonder what Black Widow is doing. That movie may be really setting up a new important character in the greater MCU. Well, did they also confirm, was it Hawkeye? It's hard to remember who confirmed for for uh which one but was that one where also america chavez is supposed to appear uh i don't know if they confirmed that for hawkeye i believe that was confirmed for dr strange oh dr strange okay uh, cool yes I, i'm trying yes. to remember who appeared in what so we're not there yet we're not there we're yet. not there yet we're not there we're not there yet um but hawkeye late 2021 will be covered weekly on everything is super um then we get into uh project number eight which is a movie. Eternals is actually going to happen. We'll see it in theaters November 5th, 2021. Seems more possible. You know, that, that, that one seems hope the, so. the likeliest. The likeliest so, so far. So fingers over crossed. A year from now. Please, God. Please. <laughs> uh, here's the please. thing. I think people outside the U.S. are going to get to see it. All right. Well, uh, we'll figure out something then. Uh, <laughs> We'll figure out a way, but please. Uh, so that's happening. And then Spider-Man 3, to bring this full circle, will be the 10th and final Marvel Cinematic Universe project of 2021 with a December 17th, 2021 release date, Kevin. And guess what? That's not even everything that was talked about. No, it the wasn't. Disney because thing. there's still 2022 coming, right? This, we saw it hit Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So, uh, I mean, we just... We just found out what we're doing on the podcast for a year. That's exciting. <laughs> Yay, steady employment. Woo! That's fun. Employment. So, you know, well, yeah, employment is in deep quotes. Uh, please sign up. Patreon.com slash post show recaps. Help us out. Turn on the lights. Turn off the dark. Um, so that's that's exciting. This is all really, really exciting stuff. Uh, whether or not Spider-Man 3 is delicate about the way in which it is loaded, uh, 2021 itself appears to be loaded. And let's even, let's even say the movies miss their marks. Okay. So that's four out of 10 MCU projects that are in like deep development. Three things that they feel confident enough to give like really hard release dates for already, uh, of the shows. Uh, you know, the, the, the concrete, March 19th for Falcon and the Winter Soldier feels pretty good. That May 2021 for Loki feels really good. Um, I'm, I feel, I feel, gosh, knock on wood, but like both fired up and really excited about what that slate looks like. And that's just for 2021. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm really pumped about uh, a lot of the stuff they have planned. I'm certainly pumped about the TV stuff. I'm really excited about the, the films. I would love to get to see them. I don't, I, I mean, it's so tough. I mean, you know, we're, I'm looking at this not just as as a fan, but I'm looking at this as also a person. And like again, the pushing of the slate of the stuff. It, it, I'm in a weird spot. I'm gonna admit, I'm in a weird spot because if they if they if they insist in theaters, I'm probably not gonna watch these movies, which sucks. Um, yeah. And if they if they follow the route they've been doing um, with the with the with the premiere access, I'm probably not gonna watch these movies, which sucks. I'm gonna be months behind. 
the curveball on some of this stuff, which which does suck. I if mean, there's a, if there's a safe way to do it from the safety of your own home, uh, we'll 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 find a loophole for you, Kevin. We'll figure it out. But I just we'll figure we'll figure that out. I'm not that worried about. Yeah, that. I just you know it's just one of those things where I, I you know I'm I am against the Premier Access model. I mean, just as a person, but like it, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what's coming up. It's where it's because of that though. I am bizarrely you know more excited about the TV stuff than I am directly about the movies now these days. But like. It is what it is here in the U.S., you know. Um, but again, the, by the end of 2021, I'm hoping that we'll be somewhere and a lot of these stuff is going to be happening. So I'll get to see Eternals. I'll get to see Spider-Man uh, 3 and, and the wacky adventures of the of the multiple Spider-Mans in the multiversal Spider-Versy man world. Spider people. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then that leads us into 2022, which... I'm fine to think about because I'm I'm hoping in my head for my own sanity that by 2022 things will be okay again. Yeah, Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply um, so 2022 in, in terms of like mapping that is a little harder. There are, uh, movie release dates, uh, for 2022. And then there are shows that appear to be coming in 2022, uh, but are, are not yet dated. So let's, let's just talk through, uh, the movies at least. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness coming March 25th, 2022, uh, which is going to be tied both to Spider-Man 3 as well as WandaVision, as previously uh, mentioned. Um, Rachel McAdams returning. Mm-hmm. Surprised. I'm surprised by that. Uh, and uh, as you said, America Chavez, who is um, uh, who is Miss America from the comics, who's a key part of the Young Avengers, which could be a thing, but was not uh, announced in any way. They did cast uh, Cassie Lang, though. They did, and we'll talk about that. Uh, so that's coming out in March of 2022. In May of 2022, May 6, 2022, Thor Love and Thunder is is finally uh, going to be in front of us, which will be great. Christian Bale has been confirmed. He's the villain. He's Gore the God Butcher. I have no I don't idea know who, who that, that is. is, but I'm fine with it. I do wish he was Beta Ray Bill, but it's okay. I'll take Beta Ray Bill was right there. It <laughs> was know. right there. Uh, it's a real uh, a real shame, but we'll we'll take what we can get. Um, news on the Black Panther front: uh, July eighth, twenty twenty two, Black Panther two. It was confirmed that they will not be uh, recasting the role of T'Challa. Uh, that they are they are not going to do that. Um, the, the, uh, word from Kevin Feige is that the movie will instead, um, center on, uh, the world of Wakanda and the rich characters introduced in the first film. That is the official tweet 
from Disney. Um, so we've been, you know, wondering for a little while, like what, what does that future look like? We have a little bit more of an answer today. Yeah. I, you know, that one I'm, it's, it's tough to talk about that movie. It's tough to talk about for a lot of reasons. Yeah. What's going to be happening. Um, I'm, I'm fine to not speculate too much. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> still, I'm, I'm excited to see what, what that movie is going to bring. And I'm excited to return to that world is what I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm good to leave it there as well. Uh, 11, 11, make a wish because that's when Captain Marvel two is, is hopping out. Uh, 11, 11, 2022 Captain Marvel two. Uh, and we are going to get not and just the return. 11, 11, it is 22. Uh-huh. I know. That, so oh like, my God. This this is all just crazy, crazy stuff that is already happening here. Uh, so Captain Marvel two is coming out uh, in in uh, in November November eleventh, twenty twenty two, and it is going to bring in Ms. Marvel was confirmed for it. Uh, Monica Rambeau all grown up. Who's who we're going to see first in Wandavision? In Wandavision, will be part of Captain Marvel two. Uh, I'm super curious to see what they're. What their plan is there? Like, what are they going to do? What is the what is the idea? What's that movie going to be all about? We got no idea. Uh, they haven't really said. Nia DaCosta is directing. She directed the Candyman reboot that's coming out, I think, next year, allegedly. Uh, so it's, it seems like a good time. I'm I'm pretty excited about that. That's the last movie on the slate for 2022. That's four movies coming out 2022, allegedly. Um, <laughs> and then the 2023 films, or could even be beyond, that were mentioned uh was uh blade they reinforced blade is happening um they they uh mentioned guardians of the galaxy volume three which i want to talk about in greater detail in uh, a different context in just a second um ant-man and the wasp quantum mania that's the name of the movie (laughs) ant-man and the wasp quantum mania Ant-Man and the Wasp 3 being a movie that was going to have great significance for the MCU was something that you and I talked about not long ago, Kevin. It it feels long ago, but it wasn't like terribly long ago. Uh, And uh, now we have a name for it that I feel like gives you a sense of tone. Yeah. Uh, Quantumania. Again, I I ask, how is this movie going to have any sort of significance on the greater MCU? You know, it could be of like the Thor Ragnarok mold, you know, like I think it could be bright and electric and fun like that. And I think that there's no reason why like a character like Kang the Conqueror, who's a time traveler, who's going to be played by Jonathan Majors, that's confirmed. Um, why that character can't make their first splash here and then continue to be important moving forward. No, for sure. And and again, uh, I think that's totally possible. I think all my statements about uh, about this movie and, and <laughs> it being... Uh, a, a major player in the MCU's future and setting up a lot of stuff are going to be confirmed to an extent after the title Fair. Quantumania. Um, That's all right. But more than that, too, they have cast Cassie Lang, um, who is a key member of the Young Avengers as well. So that is also um, pretty interesting and exciting there. Uh, they're really, really, they're really setting up the idea of the Young Avengers. Yeah, so Cassie Lang is going to be played by Catherine Newton, yep. who's a really great actress. Detective uh, Pikachu! From, 
Uh, she was in Detective Pikachu. She was in Big Little Lies. Uh, she's been in a lot of stuff, and she's really, really great. Um, it's a recasting uh, because Cassie Lang showed up uh, in in Avengers Endgame. Yep. Uh, is as a, as an uh, an older uh, as Emma Emma Furman was the actress who played her in Avengers Endgame, so they're recasting her. I feel like um, that speaks a lot too to the idea of of a Young Avengers happening. I think I think a recasting like that, especially from someone for someone like Catherine Newton, who is a massive rising star um, and phenomenally talented actress, uh, definitely speaks toward yeah. a possibility of Young Avengers happening for real. You know, I love the continuity of of casting wherever possible, but like Catherine Newton is such a great performer that I'm really excited to see what they what they do with her. Uh, I think I think that 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 can be nothing but fun. Um, Fantastic Four is official. Fantastic Four is officially happening. You just drop it just gonna, like that. You're just dropping it. Ru- it's just official. Like that. <laughs> Fantastic Four is officially happening. It's going to be directed by John Watts, yes. who directs the Spider-Man movies for the MCU. That's the best news I've heard that could have come out for Fantastic Four, honestly, is is, is a known quantity like John Watts behind this movie. Um, you know, uh, I, I was really hoping and crossing my fingers for news about the X-Men. It's no secret how much I, I love those characters, how much I really, really want them to appear again. My fiance said, we've had so much X-Men. You, you have all the X-Men. And some of those movies were good. So at least be appreciative of that. She's not wrong. If you're a Fantastic Four fan, this must be such a happy day for you. You've had no good Fantastic Four movies. So the possibility of having a Fantastic Four movie directed by John Watts, who has done such a great job on the first two Spider-Man films and is going to be handling a lot in Spider-Man 3 um, is really going to be putting his resume down um, for for how we're going to feel about Fantastic Four and him uh, handling handling uh, Marvel's first family. Yeah, and I think like the tone of those movies, I feel like fits really well with the Fantastic Four characters. The only thing is, uh, I I guess like I I would have been excited to have like someone really left field, somebody who was not a company person. But I understand like really feeling it's really important that you get. Fantastic Four, right? Since it's been gotten so wrong. Yes. Uh, so put it in the hands of someone <laughs> yes. you trust. Uh, that makes a lot of sense to me. So I'm I'm good with that. No casting, no nothing, uh, but official confirmation that it's happening and a director attached. So uh, John Watts, close your DMs because uh, people are going to slide in wanting to know what's going on. I don't know if he's on Twitter. Uh, just to go back to Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, Quantumania. Shouldn't they have just done Ant-Men and the Wasps? Because Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer are going to be a part of it. Oh, that would have been fun. Ant-Man and the Wasps. Uh, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasps could have been good. Uh, so let's talk about the the, the the other shows that do not have dates yet, but have been officially confirmed. Um, She-Hulk is happening. She-Hulk! Confirm- like, talk about confirmations. What an abomination. <laughs> These are these are shows that got uh, many of these shows. Some of them are, are brand spanking new, but but uh, She Hulk was one that was already confirmed. Yes, um, of its existence, but the but the participants were not. Uh, Tatiana Maslany of Orphan Black is now confirmed to be playing She Hulk, despite the fact that she did an interview where she's like, "I don't know what that's all about." Uh, well, you the tr- don't have to be like such does. a bold face. The, the, tra- the trained snipers are there, and if she accidentally yeah. says something, they would have taken her out. Uh, the good thing she had, she, at that point, she would have like, had clones. Another one could have come in and just taken her I spot. I suppose. Uh, uh, <laughs> but Kevin, you you allude to uh, uh, you know I I didn't know that I wanted that that I needed that <laughs> I want that I need that. Tim Roth abomination is confirmed for She-Hulk. That, ah! I mean that just that that solidifies ah! We assumed that to be the case, right? We assumed 
It's so weird because the way the Hulk movies have laid out, we never did the Ang Lee Hulk. We will never do the Ang Lee Hulk. That movie is trash. But that movie and The Incredible Hulk, The Incredible Hulk was led as a follow-up to that movie without actually ever saying it's a follow-up to that movie. And the way the MCU approached um, Mark Ruffalo's character, there was an indication that this was also a follow-up to The Incredible Hulk movie with Edward Norton. The fact that Tim Roth is in this as abomination is yeah! pretty much solidifying that. <laughs> um, it's so good. I'm so excited to to see if they can't get Tim Roth right. You know, like I feel like it's it it feels good. It feels right. It feels right that they're gonna give this another crack. Uh, that just is the absolute right thing that they should be trying to do here. Uh, and on top of that, of course, Mark Ruffalo returning as the Hulk was also confirmed. And like, yes. for some reason, that's not something I'm losing my top over other than like, I kind of figured I'd hoped, uh, it's nice to have that like solidified that that's going to happen because I especially think smart Hulk right now is a really fun character to bounce off of she Hulk. Who's a, an attorney for people who don't know that. Uh, I always, oh, is it Jessica, Jennifer, Jennifer Walters. Walters, Jen Walters. And Jessica Waters or Jessica Walters is Lucille Bluth. Jessica Walters is yeah. Lucille Bluth is the actress. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so Jessica Walter. Uh, Walter. So not the same. That uh, if they want to cast her as She Hulk's mom, <laughs> I think would be absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, um, there there is there is something else that happens yes. during the She Hulk conversation that Kevin Feige did that ties back as all things are apparently to Spider Man. Isn't 3. this crazy? I, don't Wild. you feel like uh, speak of forget Charlie Cox, Charlie Day with like the whiteboard? Oh my God, don't you right? feel just, like we're just, just trying to map all this stuff right now? Just yeah, it's it's crazy because during this presentation, of course, and it could mean anything, but the timing is interesting considering he had to have heard the rumors that were circulating um, literally the day before. Um, but Kevin Feige during the presentation specifically called out the fact that, you know, she Hulk uh, is, is a show dealing with legal cases in the MCU. You never know who could show up. Yeah. And literally that could, that, that, that is accurate in a sense of like, you could have random characters. You never know which avocados at law might be. Uh... Yeah, I mean, yes, it, it's, it's coded in such a way that literally could mean aunt may showing up and that's fine. But the implication of legal cases specifically to knowing that there's only one other famous lawyer in the Marvel Marvel <laughs> universe uh, would be wild if Charlie Cox Daredevil got to show up. And there's precedent in that in the comics. Um, the She-Hulk comics uh, written by Dan Slott, a phenomenal, phenomenal run by a great writer. I'm going to shout out Dan Slott on this. Um had Daredevil appearing in She-Hulk, you know, dealing with law cases, which is interesting because uh, the TVA apparently also from the She-Hulk comics. So uh, hmm. the, there's there's a lot of tie-in here <laughs> happening. So can you imagine just Charlie Cox walking in? I mean, that'd be crazy. It'd be wild. It'd be exciting be awesome. and awesome. <laughs> so we're hopeful. That seems like something that could happen. Um, I think, like, the idea of, like, uh, and, and that segues us next into just more like they were just pointing towards like, you know, Moon Knight's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a thing. We're going to do that, too. Yeah. Uh, they didn't say anything about it. Uh, you know, Moon Knight. Y'all heard of Moon Knight before? No. No. Well, no. No one has. <laughs> uh, we're going to do a thing called Moon Knight. Uh, but they didn't say anything. Um, an original series about a complex vigilante is how uh, the official Disney account describes moon knight um but moon knight 
and Daredevil and She-Hulk, we're now like really talking about potentially like building out um, the the Marvel Cinematic Universe New York City scene in a way that can be like really sustained and built out over the course of like serialized shows. That's such a fun premise. Uh, and, and the, the possibility of not just like Daredevil showing up in She-Hulk, but can you imagine Daredevil showing up in Moon Knight being a part of that? Um, imagine Charlie Cox being on board to be like a team player of like Daredevil's a huge character. I've played him. We have done a lot with Daredevil already. And now Daredevil like can kind of be like, airdropped in to a bunch of MCU projects to, like, give them a little bit of extra zhuzh. Uh, you could throw that into Moon Knight. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it would be it would be great, and I'm excited to have Daredevil show up if he does, you know. Like, it is a huge character. I really like Daredevil as a character. I like what the, 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 the Netflix shows did. I would be interested to see, again, like, taking this character and putting him in the context of the MCU could be really fun and really cool. I would love that for the other characters. I would love, I mean, you know, Jessica Jones to show up. I would love Kristen Ritter coming in back into the MCU. Um, you know, uh, Mike Coulter as, as Luke Cage. And, yeah, sure, Finn, you know, Finn Jones as no, Iron Fist. No, take him out. Because, uh, again, I, I feel like if, if, if they could give it a shot, if they could do it, right it could be really cool um it could give Ignore. us the stuff that we have delete. wanted from that <laughs> delete you should go right now you should go oh my god there's a word we haven't heard in a while Blair, Blair. <laughs> throw it throw it back um but curious uh that there are certain things that did not get announced and so one thing that did not get announced were the zero details attached to Moon Knight other than its existence. While meanwhile, uh, in the trades, it's been reported that Oscar Isaac is going to be playing Moon Knight, which is very, very cool, if true. Um, but the fact that <laughs> it, it's true. obviously a big if true, it's not a done deal then. Uh, it's not like official. It's not Facebook official at this point. It's not, it's not actually happening at this moment in time. Or maybe it's not happening at all. Like maybe a deal fell through. Either way, a deal was not ready for this Thursday call. Uh, given the news cycle this week, Kevin, wouldn't be surprised if by the time this podcast drops in like eight hours from this recording time, uh, if uh, you find out that like, oh, no, it's uh, yeah, he's in it. It's him. He did it. To be fair, this is a show that's four years away at this point. Featuring a character it's like that's two. sort of like, It's like right. two. Yeah. It's two years. Two years away. And it's a character that's like, um, all right, it's Moon Knight. So, like, I don't think it changes too much of what we have to say in terms of Moon Knight. Four shows on the board that we did not know about. Uh, at least I I didn't know about. We'd heard a scuttlebutt of a Nick Fury TV show. Um, but didn't know what that was, and now we do. Yes. Kevin, it's Secret it's Invasion. Secret Invasion, the thing that I've talked about um, being done as a TV show. So that's that's really interesting. It's an interesting way to do Secret Invasion. It obviously takes Which, it out. For, for, for the people who aren't as well-versed in, if you want to just like give like the quick summary of Secret Invasion again. Yeah, Secret Invasion was this uh, massive event that they did um, to the level of Civil War uh, in the comics, um, uh, Civil War, of which they're, the movie... Um, where the idea was that Skrulls, the shape changer aliens, had infiltrated the MC, you know, the Marvel universe, taking the place of heroes and people in a secret invasion that was happening. Um, and so I was really pumped about that storyline. I was pumped about the possibility of doing that in the MCU uh, with the twist in Captain Marvel. I was like, they sort of ruined that. Um, 
they 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 kind of backtracked enough, I think, in in Spider Man Far From Home to set up that maybe they can do it. And again, with the multiverse happening, maybe maybe it can go even further where it's a different set of scrolls. But it looks like they're setting it up here that that's the Nick Fury show. I don't think it's going to be the grand scale, unfortunately, that uh, that that the comic event was. But it is, I think, appropriate for Nick Fury to be investigating the idea of this secret invasion happening that people weren't knowing about. And they also confirmed. Sam Jackson back as Nick Fury and uh, Ben Mendelsohn back as Thelos. So that's yes. pretty exciting. So uh, Samuel Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn are leading Secret Invasion. We don't know what this looks like because they humanized the scrolls in a big way in Captain Marvel. Uh, they you know they made them out to be uh, sympathetic rather than the antagonists. Uh, is there going to be a different? Uh, take on that here there's some uh some thought that it could be uh that the kree are the infiltrators this time around because there was a mention of that in spider-man far from home but either way this looks to be the spot where we are getting the payoff uh to what happened in spider-man far from home um so i i would not have pegged that for a show uh i'm surprised by that this one's really surprising to me but also very exciting and also makes you wonder who else is going to be involved in this. Um, what other actors are we going to see? Who else will be like surprise gets for this? Um, really, really hard to hard to say. Um, but I'm pretty amped up on that one. Uh, Secret Invasion just was not even on on my radar. Also, not on my radar um, was uh, is Ironheart. Yes, uh, which which is going to be a Disney Plus show uh, with Dominique Thorne has been cast in the lead role of Ironheart. Uh, and this is a character who's fairly new to the comics. I don't, I don't really know much about her, Kevin, if you do. Uh, I don't know a ton. I mean, this was, this was also an introduction point when I wasn't um, as up on up on the Marvel comics because it's a lot more recent. And uh, my comic reading has fallen a little bit uh, short these days. But um, this is a new character that's introduced relatively a few years ago. Um, who is a young girl who is, uh, I think they're being positioned as the smartest person in MCU, uh, who has, who's taken on the Iron Man mantle, basically, to an extent. She's known as Ironheart. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's like the gist of the character that I, as I understand it. Um, and to be doing this, it, I mean, it makes sense. You, there's a, there is a giant, Iron Man shaped hole in, in the MCU right now. So they needed to fill it somehow. And apparently, it takes a lot of people to fill the shoes of Tony Stark because you had Spider-Man trying to do it. You got Ironheart trying to do it. And I'm assuming you're about to talk about the next show uh, in the MCU here. So they have announced a new show that is yet another total uh, uh, sideswipe in Armor Wars is a show that is coming to Disney+. Plus. Don Cheadle is back. Yeah. War Machine is back. Uh, and it is described as a classic Marvel story about Tony Stark's worst fear coming true. What happens when his tech falls into the wrong hands? Uh, how far away are we from a uh, Sam Rockwell back as Justin Hammer confirmation here, Kevin? I don't think very far off. I mean, I think, you you know, you, you take the character of Justin Hammer, you take the classic Armor Wars comic, you kind of fuse them all together. And I think you got exactly what the show could end up being about. 
Um, I think is Armor Wars a classic comic? Because I have never heard of this, and I thought this was a cheesy title. But if this is grounded in stuff, I'm not aware of it. So please illuminate yes. me. Uh, Armor Wars is is a uh, is an older who 70s. I want to say uh, Marvel comic storyline featuring Iron Man. That is essentially, if I'm not fully mistaken, uh, at this point Tony Stark is no longer Iron Man, and his tech and his designs essentially get out into the broader world, and they build a bunch of Iron Man uh, armors that people are using as military <laughs> military weaponry across the globe. Um, and Rhodey, I believe, was a big part of this. I think at this point too, James Rhodes was taking over as Iron Man. Um, someone's gonna come on here and correct everything I'm saying is wrong, but from my memory, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, from my memory, yeah. this is what I remember uh, Armor Wars as being. So um, it totally aligns with with the idea of bringing back Justin Hammer. Totally aligns with the idea of having all these different armors and 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 potential. Uh, I don't think we're gonna get back um, what's his name because he's super dead. Um, uh, Obadiah Stane, Tony Stark. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what's his name? Tony Stank. Yeah, Tony Stank. Uh, no, um, yeah. so. So yeah, it, it, there's a lot oh, of potential please, for interesting please, stuff here. Please, please, just bring Obadiah Stane back from the dead. Let just say see. he's been in a coma. I mean, I guess they could. And they brought him back with a box of scraps uh, or a multiverse Obadiah Stane. That's true too. They could do that. <laughs> just you know, the multiverse opens up all sorts of possibilities. The possibilities are endless. Uh, did we get uh, Gwyneth Paltrow as Pepper Potts back? And if so, does she know that she's in Armor Wars? I, I don't think she knows this. Uh, I think yeah. she's going to find out she's in Armor Wars. When they announce it, and then she will be reminded she's in, in Armor Wars when she sees it on TV. Favreau, does he come come on board as uh, as happy? I think so, and I kind of hope so. I mean, I feel like he's such a big part of that of that world. I mean, we don't know anything about Armor Wars. For all we know, Favreau, you know, takes a break uh, while doing Mando, and um, and and hops on to uh, do some Armor Wars. I mean, I think that'd be awesome to have that happen and have him kind of like take a little bit of the reins there. How about, uh, is, is this a spot where you can imagine some new Robert Downey Jr. content? Could you imagine, they call in the favor, give us some flashback stuff? Um. Because doesn't he kind of like appear as something of a force ghost to Ironheart? I mean, maybe. Um, I think, I, I think in, in the comic, I think like there's like been like a, an AI virtual tony stark for a minute so i wonder if that would be a piece of Ironheart, and if that would follow follow or find its way into armor wars at all but uh he's got a pretty big price tag so it's yeah i don't i don't i mean for even from a story reason i think you 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 don't you don't do that if you're gonna ever use him again and chris evans again it needs to be a moment it needs to be like like a huge thing um so i i i would prefer personally not um but you know, it, it's a potential. Uh, I was just gonna say, like maybe, he, maybe he appears in Spider Man Three. Um, but I just realized too, if we're dealing with all this, I wonder if they're gonna cast Uncle Ben finally in Spider Man Three. That'd be kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah, uh, give us Martin Sheen. He's great. I mean, I'll, I'll, he's Martin Sheen. Both you the know? Uncle Bens have been pretty good so far, so I have no complaints about the Uncle's Bens. Um, yeah, maybe there's gonna be a comment too from from young Tom Holland, which is like, why is my aunt so old? <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Uh, all right, so then uh, the last one that we have not mentioned, and now we finally get it all, uh, is oh no, it's not the last one. It this is the last topic though. Uh, so Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three <laughs> is coming. <laughs> Uh, and, and simultaneously, uh, 
while Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is being filmed, James Gunn will also be writing and directing the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special for Disney Plus in 2022. Amazing. Absolutely Thank amazing. You. Thank you. Absolutely amazing. I love it. I'm so Absolutely pumped amazing. about that. That's it's perfection, right? Like you're, you're, yes. you're taking something holiday specials that are that are so uniquely of a time period. You are poking fun at a, at a, at a sister uh, ha- branch of the Disney Empire uh, through holiday specials, um, and you're bringing the right crew to do it. If you're going to do a holiday special, the Guardians are the ones that you're going to want to see do some wacky holiday shenanigans. Can you imagine uh, trying to explain Christmas to to, to, to Drax? <laughs> Just imagine what that conversation is going to be. I mean, the the thing on the bingo card, like if you could, you could, we could make it now. The Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special bingo card, and at the center, I feel like has to be Groot as a Christmas tree. Oh yes, yeah, that's a free space, isn't it? Right there. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And you I have, think that's you know, the free space. You have the Gamora stuff that's going to be going on. Like she's she's new. They're looking for her at this point. I, I guess still. Um, what is Christmas? Nebula of discovering Christmas oh is going to be great. Great giving presents. <laughs> well, you know, also, you know, uh, you know but it's not, also great because it's like it's it's in it's in this is in conversation with the Star Wars holiday special, right? Yeah, that's what I was you saying. Know, right? Like poking fun yeah. of the sister branch here. Um, yeah, it's just great. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's absolutely fantastic. And I, I am curious to see, you know, obviously it's called a holiday special. So the presumption is a lot of Christmas, but I would love to see some other stuff in there. I'd love if they had like, you know, like some Hanukkah celebration or something. Um, it's way too late I, for I Diwali, that so that's not going to happen. But it would be, you know, it'd be interesting to, to, to kind of hint both those notes. Or whatever, you know, space holidays there are. That's true. We don't know. It's Maybe it is Life are. Day. Maybe Life yeah. Day. <laughs> Could be. Uh, that's not all. I am Groot. There's more. (laughs) But I'm not stopping there. I am Groot, an original series from Marvel Studios uh, on Disney+. Plus. It's a series of shorts featuring several new and unusual characters with baby Groot. At the center. Listen, that baby a baby Groot show? That look, that baby Yoda money is flowing. So <laughs> let us capitalize on some of that, please, and get um, some baby. There Groot. is there is no universe in which an I am Groot starring a baby Groot show happens where Disney is not putting baby Groot and baby Grogu on stage together. This is the crossover. It's happening. Mark mark my words. It's 10.01 p.m. on the eastern coast of the United States, such as they exist, on December uh, 10th, 2020, as I declare the prediction. Baby Groot and Baby Yoda were crossing the streams. That's happening. We'll see. That's 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 a, that's a wild one to do that. That's, that's I don't think that's a wild. I think that's that is free money. That raises a lot of questions. Free money. <laughs> Disney owns both things. Disney owns both things, but they're not in the same universe. That is such an old thing to say, <laughs> Kevin. That's just a very old thing to say. I am um, an old man. So I think that's it. I think those are all the Marvel updates. I think um, so. There's a lot of them. But that's so much. That's so much. They just said so many things. They did. So many things have been said. I am, you know, and like I said at the beginning, I'm I'm really excited about all of them. I, it, it would have been an overload to also throw in the X Men. I really did wish 
There was some news. How there. are they ever going to do that? They don't have room. TV series. <laughs> There's no there, room for the X Men. If they're doing secret invasions of TV series, they can do the X Men as a TV series. I think it's the smartest way to introduce the X Men into the MCU is through a TV series. You could also, honestly, not psychotic that you don't have an X Men appearance in She Hulk. You have a lot of stuff about the X Men and Wolverine would be fun, and that was another thing. Like you never know who could show up. I wonder if Wolverine could pop in because Wolverine's first appearance is in Hulk uh, in the comics. Yep. Like this could be a fun, subversive way to introduce Wolverine. And I've thought this for a minute. You know, what's, um, I think that that would be really fun. What's also interesting, I forgot. I, I don't remember if this was on the Discord. If I saw it online, I thought something really clever that was said is also, um, you know, they've confirmed to an extent. I believe at this point. Deadpool 3 is confirmed. Um, and you could do uh, a dead, you know, Deadpool 3 is happening. It, it theoretically now will take place in the Marvel Universe. Um, Doctor Strange or Spider Man 3 is the perfect place to have Deadpool show up for the first time. You, you know, the Wolverine reminded me of it. Um, whoever said this was be great if you have these things where these portals are opening and, and universes are colliding. Literally, Deadpool falls out of the sky into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You get one F-bomb in a PG-13 movie. Just have him do his exclamation of just like, what the f-? And then yeah. there you go. And the Deadpool 3 out. is Deadpool trying to figure out what the hell is going on in uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And he tries to find the X-Men, who would be his only grounded uh, group that he would know well enough. And that becomes a journey, and you could do something like that. I think there's there's potential there as well. But again, that's a lot. That's a lot. There's a lot already, but... Uh... It's so much. It's so much. It's so much. And that's just the Marvel stuff. There was a lot that was announced. Disney Plus just, like, uh, put it all on the table. A, a ton of Lucasfilm stuff um, from, you know, them so doing an shows. original series based on Willow. Yes! Um, I know you were excited about Children of... Bone, of Blood and Bone, which I don't think I've read. Uh, yeah, I, uh, well, I, mean, I know I haven't read, but I don't think I'd, I'd heard of before. I definitely heard of it. Um, I haven't read it. It's on my list of uh, books I want to read. But yeah, it, it's a pretty acclaimed um, fantasy series. I'll check um, it out for sure. Yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm really that was that was a really exciting and, and, and surprising one that they they've announced a lot of cool stuff. Um, especially yeah, like you mentioned on the Lucasfilm part. I mean Willow, that's wild and crazy and. Um, uh, and I'm just like an insane amount of Star Wars, so right? Star like Wars. an insane amount of Star Wars. There's uh, Ty- Taika's making a movie. Patty Jenkins is they making done, Rogue they Squadron. Stole, they done stole Patty Jenkins. <laughs> yeah, Patty Jenkins is, well, uh, you know, that's, uh, some, sometimes that happens. So she's going to be making Rogue, Rogue Squadron. Uh, I used to read uh, the, the X-Wing books. Like those were, those were super fun to read back in the day. So I hope that some of that is going to make its way into the film. Uh, you get some, get some, show me some of that wedge Jantilles, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be pretty pumped about that. Uh, a ton of shows were were announced. A Lando miniseries. They did not say whether or not Donald Glover would be involved. I thought in I that. saw confirmation that Donald Glover was involved. I think you know we didn't get to see. They cut away from from us normies. Um, I think when they were showing some of the Lando stuff, and I I thought I saw online that that someone was saying Donald Glover yeah. in it. In in like this immediate reaction to everything, I don't have that in front of me. It's not on Disney's Twitter feed. Um, there's a show, The Acolyte, a mystery thriller that's going to take viewers into the shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic. That's terrifying. Um, Star Wars Visions, which is going to be like anime shorts. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Uh, they showed us a decent amount of, uh, the bad batch, which is, uh, uh, I think gonna extend some stuff from the clone wars that I have not yet gotten to as I am making my way through clone wars. Kevin, 
Hayden Christensen is coming back as Darth Vader. I don't, and I, you and I were texting as this was happening, and we were dying. I don't understand uh, that at all. How does that, yes. is it flashbacks? How? I don't care. I'm so here for it. I'm so pumped I'm for so it. I'm so confused. Uh, you know, Ahsoka Tano has been confirmed. Range Something of the we New were Republic. speculating about uh, during Range our, of the New Republic yeah. is a show that's coming. These are both from Favreau and Filoni. Uh, and these shows, in addition to Mandalorian, which was uh, announced for a season three coming um, a year from now, uh, are allegedly building up towards uh, a story event is what they said. Uh, so they're cinematic universing up the Disney plus star Wars stuff. And all of that seems super exciting. I think this is not necessarily the right venue to like really go deep on that stuff. Uh, we can save that for our star Wars podcast. If you don't check out our Mandalorian content, this is a good reason to, to do that. And I think it also means Kevin, like we need to like evaluate our relationship with that podcast feed. Uh, cause star Wars has a lot going on. We may need to be pulling double duty here in some way, shape or form for the next little while. <laughs> As if we don't already. <laughs> I know. Uh, and then there was, there was like the, the Chris Hemsworth limitless show for Nat national geographic that looked kind of fun. And there's welcome to earth, welcome with, to Will earth with Will Smith. I was so <laughs> angry and at the same time. So impressed by that decision to name the show that I was like, wow, they did it. They did that. Huh? <laughs> Gordon, Bombay is back. We're doing the Mighty quack, Ducks quack. TV show. Are you kidding me? But you know the uh, one, you, you know what I'm most excited about, right? No. How do you not know? I don't know because there was so much. Dude, so what much. do you want from me? Uh, I'm talking about the live action CG Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, voiced by <laughs> John Mulaney and Andy Samberg. As it's fairly per- it's, it's pretty perfect it's, it's incredible pretty perfect. what's funny is that i i was messaging and uh my fiance where i was like oh my god they're doing this john mulaney and andy sandberg or chip and or dale and she was like which is which and we were debating until we finally saw the announcement because i was like john mulaney is is dale right because i could see andy sandberg doing chip and it's like no john mulaney is chip so he might be doing his street smarts voice um but i'm i'm pretty pumped about that insane insane casting uh, and Akiva Schaefer, uh, also of Lonely Island, with uh, Andy Samberg's fellow Bash brother, is going to be directing it. So I did that's, not know that's, that. That's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that sounds like an absolute blast. There's going to be uh, a Buzz Lightyear movie called Lightyear that's about the actual Buzz Lightyear, not the toy. Yes. And Chris Evans is voicing Buzz Lightyear. I love that for one, booting Tim Allen, but also uh, getting Chris Evans. But that's so smart because like the way they presented that was just you know in the universe of toy story buzz lightyear is obviously a toy meaning he is the product of something that exists within that universe so this is the movie within the toy story universe of which buzz lightyear the toy that we know is based on and i think that's so funny what's happening anymore man there's a, where, there's where a Tiana series there's a Tiana series that they're doing from princess and the frog there's a Moana series that they're doing um, there's so much other and Disney Pixar now stuff. extends to, to Disney owns the world, so they also have FX. They have the whole like Fox stuff. So th- there's the Noah Hawley Alien show, which is uh, which is the alien. alien that we're talking about, right? Like it, it is it is the alien of Alien and Aliens. It's, it's alien. a xenomorph. It's a xenomorph. Acid for blood. Wild. Uh, Noah Hawley doing that. I don't know. I I that that's gonna I am, be interesting. I am I am 
deeply excited about that. Uh, everything has acid for blood coming in 2023, the podcast series in which we uh, uh, track the entire Alien quadrilogy. We'll read all the comics. Uh, Aliens is my favorite movie ever, so I'm I'm pretty hyped on this. And Noah Hawley's a smart guy. Uh, I, I think it could be really, really, really super fun. That'll be a podcast for sure. Should we all be along, uh, alive long enough to to, to get there? Uh, four more seasons of Always Sunny in Philadelphia was a very exciting announcement for me. Um, this was a look at this. this. This was the holiday special all along. What, this was it. What, what's happening right now? Or, the, or the investors? Yes, and, and all and all of that news. <laughs> yeah, no, this is uh, this is a lot of stuff. Disney's coming out, coming out hard and swinging, and um, there's, there's a lot of stuff that got me excited. And it's a feeling I'm not used to uh, this year. Uh, excitement and joy, not a thing that I'm. Not only just this year, just in life, I'm not a person who's known for that. So, um, what a what a moment! What a moment for for all of us. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So uh, that's a lot of news. It felt like we needed to disrupt our schedule to get it all out there. I think it's worth bumping Amazing Spider-Man a week. Do you want to bump? Uh, do you want to bump the whole thing? Do you want to do the Amazing Duology? I think it makes sense that at this point, let's just do all the Amazings in one shot. And then if we have more to say, we could always do another podcast the week after. We could we could always end up doing a second one. Like maybe if we just have so much to say about the amazing Spider-Man films in Totel, uh, we could do two podcasts ultimately. But for now, let's just do the one next week. Let's plan on watching both Amazing Spider-Man 1, which we've already watched, and Amazing Spider-Man 2. And we'll just talk about it all in, in one shot uh, for the podcast next week. Yeah, we'll just have to figure out what we're going to do between the end of that and uh, January 15th, I guess. <laughs> I've got a plan. We're good. Oh, God. Oh, dear God. Oh, God. <laughs> We're all set. I've got that. I've got us worked out. Uh, the great news today, too, was like, this was great for podcast scheduling. I'm like, oh, okay. So that flows into this, into that, into this, into the thing. Uh, like, the only thing that kind of sucks is like, maybe like it short shrifts some of the other things that we've talked about, but like, that stuff's all always going to hang out there. Like, this show is not over until we've done everything as Batman, but at this rate, like, everything as Batman is not going to happen until like the bat, the new Batman movie comes out. I mean, uh, so quite possibly. I mean, there's certainly going to be break periods between these shows, right? Like, January 15th, six episode is not going to lead immediately into March. Um, so we, we, you know, we'll have like a three, like a three week break yeah. there. I don't know. We'll figure something yeah, we'll figure out. Something, out. We'll um, something. And there's lots of trilogies that exist. Yeah. Tons, tons of stuff. The podcast is called everything, right? So we will, we will, we will have a hard time running out of things to talk about. Yeah, so we're, it's like, uh, we're like, you know, we're, we're, we're not, and we're not the haunting of Hill house. We're not Hill house. We're, we're the haunting. We, we keep that part of it. Everybody thought yeah. the super is what we're keeping. Not necessarily true. We're just everything. <laughs> everything is what we're yeah. keeping. Maybe are making that up on the fly, but like whatever, go with us. We're evolving much like uh, the digital landscape. Uh, what is a TV show? What is a movie anymore? Uh, there's no difference except episode length, I believe, is what Bob Iger said. Uh, so uh, that's it. Come back next week. We'll talk Amazing Spider-Man. Check out what Kevin's doing at Kev Mahadeo on the Twitter bots. We'll be back with some Mandalorian coverage in just a couple of days. I'm at Round Howard. We've got so much happening on post-show recaps. Uh, sign up for the Patreon if you have not done so already. Uh, strong, strong recommend that you do that. Uh, we, would, we would love to see you. Love to see you. Also, before we log off, I'd just like to give a shout out to our sponsors for this episode. Support for this podcast comes from Pluto TV. Need an escape? 
Drop into Pluto TV for a world of free TV. Stream hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and shows all for free. Yeah, free! No subscriptions, no fees! Imagine 24-7 channels of Narcos, CSI, Star Trek, Survivor, and everything else from hit movies to binge-worthy TV shows, the latest news, live sports, comedy, and more. What are you waiting for? Download the free Pluto TV app for Android, iPhone, Roku, and Fire TV and start streaming now. Pluto TV drop in watch free with that said everybody we'll be back next week until then take care bye bye excelsior lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.